Hey everyone, welcome to the Modern Eater Show. I'm Jeff Tyler. Today we're at Spice Trade Brewery and Kitchen down in Greenwood Village, Colorado. I'm one of the owners and brewers here. Uh, I'm gonna give you guys a backstage pass to Spice Trade today. We're gonna check out our brewery. We're gonna check out our kitchen. Uh, we're gonna see what's going on in our tap room. And you guys are gonna get to see all the fun stuff we've been working on, all the globally inspired beer, all the globally inspired food. It's gonna be pretty awesome. Let me take you guys back to the kitchen. Let's, get, let's see what they're doing there. Welcome to the kitchen, guys. This is where all the magic happens. We're gonna go talk to Jason Bray and Scott Robinson, see what they're up to. What's going on, guys? So this is Jason Bray, uh, my business partner, chef owner at Spice Trade. Scott Robinson, executive chef here at Spice Trade. So I think the, what's the first thing we're gonna be uh, prepping today? Is it the ahi tuna? So b before I do that, I wanna get the dumplings going. The dumplings take a little bit, so we're gonna steam our dumplings. Uh, and these are just kind of like a, a classic kind of Chinese dumpling. So it's a pork, uh, uh, the filling is pork and uh, scallion and ginger and garlic and hoisin. So we'll go ahead and drop those. Uh, to start and then while that's going that's going to take you know 10 minutes or so I'll just go ahead and plate up um, I'm going to do a tuna ahi tuna dish yeah now the ahi tuna dish is a really cool one because this is one of those dishes that we specifically designed this one we like to, to play to with, with the seasons on you know it's fun and fresh we've done in the past a couple different variations of this guy. Uh, Scott, you want to grab some micros for me or yes, keep tendrils? They should be underneath. Uh, okay. Jason. If they're not, I will go grab them for you. So we got some pickled white grapes. We actually do a champagne vinegar with uh, Szechuan peppercorn and honey and uh, compress and pickle the white grapes. Gives it for a very good flavor explosion. So we got our smoked cascabel chili oil that we make in house. And this is our preserved Meyer lemon vinaigrette that we talked about. A little smoked sea salt. Yeah, I love this dish. It's so fresh, it's so bright. I'm gonna set her up in yep. the window there. All right. Scott, you wanna help start working on the hummus dish? Oh uh, yeah, let me put on some I'll drop gloves. some. Okay, now we're gonna do, Scott's gonna start the hummus before he talks about hummus. We also add a little bit of crispy Brussels sprouts. Thank you. So we're gonna just fry those guys up real quick. While that's cooking, you could, Scott's going to kind of explain the process of what makes our hummus so special. So we start off with uh, soaking you, you our, already uh, have a hummus, our uh, dried uh, chickpeas in uh, water and baking soda overnight. So that sits for at least 12 hours. And then we drain them and then rub the chickpeas with another baking soda. And we bake it for at least 10 minutes to get the baking soda pretty set. And then we hand rinse it, wash all of the skins off that we possibly can, 
and then we simmer the chickpeas and again baking soda for at least an hour adding garlic halfway we drain that and then we uh puree the chickpeas with tahini fresh lemon juice cumin salt uh, lemon juice and then that's how we get this finished product right here but yeah a lot of places might just like get some pre-made hummus and throw it on a plate with a couple of veggies that's really not what we're about okay. we want to make sure we're making things like legitimate as authentic as we can um, at the end of the day the flavor is way better um, and we're, we're more about making stuff from scratch here than we are uh, from just kind of pouring something out of a container uh, this hummus is phenomenal it's super super good brussels This is our preserved Meyer lemon vinaigrette. Here you go. Yeah, so it's tossed with the preserved lemon vinaigrette, and then I'll put it right on top of the uh, the homemade hummus. And they're kind of gonna. We, we want to get them all in the center, but they will, you know, will fall all over the plate. Give them a little wipe on that. And then we top it off with some more of the cascabel oil. And a little bit drizzle of the preserved lemon. And then I always finish it off. Sneak right behind you. And I'll finish it off with some of our toasted black and white sesame seeds. And that just gives a little bit more of a crunch, but it also plays on the flavor of the tahini because that's a made from sesame seeds. It's a sesame paste. Do you want to make a pickle plate? Yeah, I can make that a pickle plate. That way we could kind of explain that. He's going to make a, a little pickle plate and then he'll explain it. And we're going to add a couple extra things that we normally don't do just to kind of showcase. Nice some of the other things. Yeah, and a lot of the stuff that we have too, especially the items we've been showing you guys so far, are really good for sharing. Um, you know, we definitely want to have people come here in a group. You can get a couple different items, a couple small plates, try Ooh, them out, pair them with a couple different oh. beers. Um, instead of, we do have larger entree items, but we also have a really good selection of small plates, sort of more tapas style. Um, so you can try a couple different things every time you're here. So this is a pickle plate with all these pickles that we make in house, right? Uh, yeah, we don't we don't buy anything for this plate. Nope, everything we make. I mean, the only thing we would buy is the vinegar, some of the vinegar, the commodity vinegar for the, uh, the pickle plate. Perfect timing. I'm also gonna do a uh, a charcuterie board walked in, so you'll be able to kind of see this. So this is our charcuterie board. This is another item that changes uh, seasonally. Yep. So we have the charcuterie board year round, but depending on what menu uh, we're doing, uh, we kind of switch up the meats and cheeses to really focus on that region of the world, uh, just to, just to kind of tie into our menu theme a little bit more um, and also tie into some of the beverages in our beverage program oh, that man, we're doing. Chef, how are the dumplings coming along? They are coming. I got a timer on them. They're, they're almost ready. By the time I'm done with this charcuterie, I'll plate them up. Nice. The homemade farmer's cheese that we do. It's our hot, uh, and then some hot honey. And then we got this amazing cheese that we get. It's a uh, sheep and goat's milk cheese that's, that's amazing. This is uh, a cheese from Sardinia. It's called Santa Maria. We got some uh, country ham that we put on this plate. 
And we also have, this is what's called Lomo. Lomo is a Spanish cured pork loin. And this is a finocchiona, which is a fennel sausage salami. And then hit it with more of our, this is we do a, a shawarma and coffee seasoned carrots Let that we roast. Man. So then we also have, um, this is an apricot uh, chutney that we make. And we make this with our passion fruit mango beer. And this is our own homemade lacto-fermented beer mustard, which I can't believe we didn't put out. So this one we uh, lacto-ferment with just mustard seeds and 2% salt and then whey. And the whey that we get off from when we make our farmer's cheese, we use that whey. And then lacto-ferment it in cryovac bags and it sits for about a week. And then we mix this with um, some other aromatics and some of our beer. Yep. And we make our lacto-fermented beer mustard. Um, yep. Yeah, so a lot of times when we're making that mustard too, we're using uh, kettle soured wort. So we do lacto-fermentations in the brew house when we make kettle soured beer. They do lacto-ferments in the kitchen. So we cross-utilize like that wort so that no? they can use the no, same microbe that we're using That's to everything. make our, our Scarlet Giant, our hibiscus key lime sour. Yeah, this will be 13, you got it. Yep. So this is our charcuterie board, comes with the naan. And then that's our pickle plate. And did you show the kimchi on that one, Scott? I did not. I'll get some kimchi from Mitch, though. This is our turmeric cauliflower, our, our fermented kimchi that goes on our Korean fried chicken. This is actually the first pickle plate we've had. Uh, we pickle radishes and ferment them in the style of um, kimchi. So we have two kimchis on our plate. We have our pickle guy lawn, which Jason just put onto the dumpling just underneath of it. We have our bread and butters, our mustard again, and our sumac onions. We have on this dish on the bottom, I use the leaf. We pickle gai long. Gai long is Chinese broccoli. So there's two parts of it. You got the stock and then the leaves. The leaves are underneath to kind of give it a little bit of height. Uh, and then I put the dumplings on top and then it gets drizzled with our smoked cascabel chili oil. But then it's also gets our smoked. So we smoke soy sauce and make a smoked soy chili sauce that goes on top of that and then these are the stocks no. from the guy lawn and again the color is a little off you know meaning like it's just dark from the soy but when you eat those they're so packed with flavor because the pickle liquid is a soy and sherry vinegar and it's so just delicious you know, we can change the filling to fine tune it to different regions of the world if we want to, but we're always going to have that dumpling, um, you know, and we all these other menu items we have that we've shown you guys today yeah. uh, definitely have that med lighter Mediterranean flair to them. You know, one of our first menus, I had my Masamon chicken curry, which is my homemade Masamon chicken curry paste. Then we had a green curry. Uh, there's always going to be some element of Thai in there. That's a Korean fried chicken sandwich. This is one thing that'll never go away. It's our classic. Uh, fried chicken that we do, we put a lot of love into that. It brines for a full day, then it soaks in buttermilk, um, and then it gets dredged and fried up, and then they toss that sandwich in a uh, honey gochujang hot sauce that we make. That's our ramen. Scott makes an amazing ramen broth. There's no shortcuts. It's the real deal. Oh, that's 
Uh, what do we got going on here? This is some of the stuff that we have, some of the fermented stuff that we're working on back in the kitchen. What Jason has on uh, his hand on is our preserved lemons. Nice. So we preserve them in fresh lemon juice, salt, sugar, aromatics, bay leaves, cinnamon sticks. Here is our newly, we just started fermenting this uh, tamarind beer uh, vinegar. Jeff can tell you more about the, vin uh, the beer. Yeah, so this is pretty cool. This is kind of, um, a good example of the fact that not not anything nothing goes to waste here at Spice Trade. So in the brewery, we have a lot of waste products, whether it's spent grain or a little bit of low-filled beer when we're running our canning line. Uh, we don't want to throw that down the drain, uh, so we try to utilize that. So this particular batch of vinegar right now is being made from low-filled cans of our tamarind Belgian double. So instead of throwing them down the drain, uh, we pour it in there uh, and we turn it into vinegar and then we can cook with that. Yeah, and this just kind of encompasses our whole little fermentation uh, pantry, like Scott said, that we like to do here. We have uh, a bunch of different vinegars that we've done. Scott has done, what do we have? A, a habanero vinegar, a pineapple vinegar, yeah, we have a tequila vinegar, a pepper yeah. vinegar, <laughs> uh, lots yeah. of different vinegars. And then we also have our house-made kimchi that we do. We do a, a red cabbage kimchi. Scott just started a radish kimchi. Um, and then we also have uh, a ton of different kinds of pickles in, in, in the cooler. We have you know, our bread and butter pickles, our sumac pickled onions. We have a, a turmeric and harissa pickled cauliflower. Um, and then we also do our homemade farmer's cheese. Um, and, and, uh, and that kind of spins off from you know, the fermentation side of stuff, but it just kind of shows you know, we like to do as much as we can from scratch. We, we, we know we can't do every single thing because we are just so kind of a casual restaurant. We're not a Michelin star, but we, we like to have as much control of the flavor on our end as we can. And the way you do that is by making yeah. our own pickles, making our own vinegars, make our own, uh, you know, uh, farmer's cheese. But we also are always in, compass, in, in keeping in mind of the best quality products, but we still will always have stuff from around the world. We're always going to have some different Asian stuff, you know, some Thai stuff. We'll have our signature, you know, short rib cheeseburger. But then like currently we just started our menu in uh, late March. So we've been doing this menu for about a month and this will go until June 20th. But our focus for this menu is Mediterranean. So we have a handful of dishes that are, you know, focusing on the Mediterranean. It's normal for breweries to have sort of your flagship beers that go year round and then have your seasonal stuff that changes. But the fun thing with Spice Trade is that the kitchen is sort of the same way. So we have our flagship food items that never go away that we make year round. Right. Some of them are more traditional gastropub fare. Right. Some of them are, you know, a Southeast Asian inspired. Like we always have a little bit of Southeast Asian food. But then we have we have that, that seasonal rotation. We have the Mediterranean menu. That'll be going for three months. Then we're going to switch it to Mexico. Mexico. And that starts on the uh, first day of summer. You right. know, you think of summer, fresh Mexico. Then after that, it goes to the fall menu will be a, a, a kind of Italian focus. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And the fun part with that is we get to, because we have all this planned out, we get to... We do a lot of work with beer and food pairings where we try to see which beer works well with certain food items. But because of the way we design our, both the beer and the food, we get to actually develop beer recipes from scratch that are designed specifically to pair with a menu item that these guys want to make from scratch. So instead of just saying this kind of goes with this, we're saying let's create two things at the same time that are designed to go with each other. And then let's make sure that everybody knows you should be ordering this beer with this menu item. Yeah, it's... um. How I, how I uh, kind of refer to how the three of us do it, it's like a, a chef telling a farmer what to grow and then creating a dish out of that. Normal pairings is a chef 
comes up with a dish, and then you figure out what works with that. Yeah. The three of us are in constant co uh, communication with one another about what, what we want to do. Let's find an ingredient and let's go with that and let's create a beer and dish. So it really starts from the ground up, not just one idea that's already been exhausted and created. And then Jeff comes on the back end. It's, it's, it's all from scratch, be jotted down in a notebook before we even start playing around with food. Yeah, and that's a really good deep dive of our kitchen. You know, uh, a lot of different menu items really showcasing how everything's done from scratch, from the ground up and done right. Uh, we're going to do a quick break. Uh, we're going to come back, we're going to check out our tap room, and then we're going to get a behind-the-scenes tour of the brewery and see all the cool stuff we're doing back oh, there, so stay with the us. Last. Hey guys, Alex Armitas over at Sam's Number 3 Glendale. You want a Bloody Mary? You want a cheeseburger? You want a breakfast burrito? Greek salad? Bacon gyro meat? Chicken souvlaki? Barbecue ranch salad? We got you covered. Come down and see us. One more time. Try it again. Hey guys, Alex Armitas over here at Sam's Number 3 Glendale. Now get your ass to themoderneater.com. Thank you so much. Modern Eater, we love you guys. This is Amber with Northern Colorado Potatoes, reminding everyone that potatoes grown here are truly rooted in love and rooted in a long history of being grown in this area. Early 1900s reports show that this was either the largest or one of the largest potato producing areas in the nation. Other states have had some amazing branding, but don't forget we have all your favorite varieties and more you love to cook and eat, including russet. Support local potatoes, you won't be disappointed. It's Caroline Glover. I'm the chef owner of Annette out at Stanley Marketplace. Citrus is about to be in its prime. And you're watching the Modern Eater Show. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Making education cool again, Jay. You know how? Culinary Quick Start Program. We are in love. They're using Studio Kitchen Colorado Monday through Thursday. If you have any desire to get into culinary or you're just sharpening your skills, I'm telling you, these guys, Chef Blake, Chef Marcus, they're instructing a course, and I've been there the past couple of nights, and this course is cool. It's informative, it's innovative, and it has the modern eater touch on it. You can tune into this as well, but you have to sign up for the course. If you go to themoderneater.com, you'll see it on the top navigation bar. It's a drop-down. Emily Griffith Culinary Quick Start. All of the stuff that we're doing and sign-up information is right there for you. It's a gimme. It's free to you. It's like the cooking classes you pay for. Don't pay for them anymore. You just sign up, and what is the best part of this thing? We got jobs for you. The troops are rallying. The community's getting together, and there's a baseline. So restaurants, if you want to get involved, you're a restaurateur, you can get involved because we need you and you to support this 
program with your skills. So what does that entail? This entails getting together and having a job seminar for these students. It's gonna be a baseline. You need a baseline of knowledge for your students where when they come in, you know they're gonna be able to handle a line in a kitchen. So get involved. If you have any interest in signing up and being a student for this class, you can't get in on this three weeks, but the following three weeks you can get in on. Again, sign up, themoderneater.com. You'll see Emily Griffith Culinary Quick Start. But we want you to join the revolution of making education cool again. Okay, back to Elevation Food Service Rep. Hi, I'm Amber with Strohauer Farms. And I'm just here to remind you that the best potatoes are grown here in Colorado. Goodness elevated. Thanks for watching the Modern Eater Show. Hey, Zach Kreider here, Colorado Mills Sunflower Products out of Lamar, Colorado, your only local source grown from a local crop to produce a local oil for local chefs. You can find it at Shamrock Foods, What Chefs Want, Seattle Fish Company. Uh, let me try it one more time, then we'll see. Hey, restaurants, we're glad you're reopening from Colorado Mills Sunflower Oil. We'll see you soon. <laughs> First, we partner with the best farmers in the world. And then we tell them, we will take it all. Process whole spices daily, blend custom spices to order, keep it fresh, safe, and flavorful, all so that you can get back to doing what you do best. So whether you're a restaurant, a food manufacturer, or an at-home cook, be sure to visit The Spice Guy at www.thespiceguyco.com. Hey Modern Eater fans, I'm Don Trouble with the Annex by Art at Mills, and I just wanted to give you a heads up about some of the great things we've got going on locally in the state. We're headquartered right here, and we're working with farmers in the San Luis Valley to bring you amazing Colorado quinoa. It's just like the South American stuff, but grown locally. We've got transitional wheat flour that's grown by farmers in Colorado and surrounding states who are in the process of, of turning their fields into organic. So we're taking that transitional wheat and turning into flour, and now it's available for you to cook and bake with. And last but not least, we're now cleaning grain berries in Denver. So things like spelt or wheat berries uh, or pearl barley, those are things that we're now doing right here locally and are available to you. Can't wait to share it with you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff Nations from Aspen Baking Company. It's really important right now to support local. That's why I support the Modern Eater. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the Modern Eater Show. We're here at Spice Trade Brewing Kitchen in Greenwood Village, Colorado, down in the Denver Tech Center. Uh, I'm Jeff Tyler. I'm here with my business partner, Amy Crowfoot. She's one of the owners at Spice Trade. She runs the front of house. Uh, we want to give you guys a little peek at what we're doing on a Saturday here. Um, so this is our, this is our tap room, um, sort of designed to look sort of like a Southeast Asian uh, street market. Uh, we really wanted to have an open air communal feel. Uh, we got all these cool lanterns. Uh, these are all from Vietnam. They're pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, we wanted to make a really communal 
kind of neighborhood gathering space. So that's, that's sort of what the space looks like. We got a great outdoor patio that I'd love to show you guys too. It's a little cold out today, but let's go check it out. So during the summertime, we have a 20-foot garage door here that we can open up and make it a nice indoor-outdoor space. Oh my god, that's so loud. So a little cold. It's, it's April in Colorado, so it's really hit or miss. But during the summertime, when the patio is great, we got a ton of open space here. Um, lots of area for tables. We got a fire pit over there. We have this big garage door that turns the tap room into an indoor-outdoor space. Um, so it's really fun outside space if you're into patios, if you're, I mean, who isn't into patios, but if you love going out and eating and drinking on a patio, this is an awesome spot to do it. Um, right down here in, in Greenwood Village, we're about 15 minutes south of Denver, so not too far. Um, we also, for the winter, uh, we, we had a lot more set up. Right now we just have six of them left. These are our little uh, heated dining domes. Um, so we set these up. They're all individually heated with forced hot air. It's super warm in there. Um, and they're really cool little private dining areas uh, for folks uh, to come in and sort of enjoy, um, enjoy some drinks and enjoy some food uh, with a couple, couple friends or family. But we can fit up to 10 people in, uh, in each of these domes. And we're definitely going to be bringing them back next winter. Um, so if you didn't get to make it out this winter, you'll definitely get to check it out next winter. Yeah, so, so Amy, I guess I'll let Amy kind of introduce, introduce herself. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I just kind of got roped into this project, honestly, through Jason. Uh, Jeff and Jason met, I think, at our food truck um, at yeah. City Park Jazz yeah, a yeah, few yeah, summers yeah. ago. And Jeff just asked his kind of our vision with what we were doing with our food on the food truck matched Jeff's vision for Spice Trade. And um, so we just started chatting and discovered it probably was a really good fit. And yeah got into this and then I, you know, through the back doors got jammed into the front of the house. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we all have been doing kind of a little bit of everything yeah. for the last year. We opened up in June during the middle of the pandemic and the shutdown uh, and have kind of been just trying to figure out how to make it work since we opened. Yes, we've learned a lot, but it's been going great. And uh, we're looking forward to the summer and the new uh, hopefully lower uh, restrictions so everybody can come out and enjoy themselves. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to go back to the brewery when we come back, and I'm going to show you guys all the fun stuff that we're doing there. Hey. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is Brother Luck from Lucky Dumpling, 4 by Brother Luck in Colorado Springs, and I am rocking with the Modern Eater. You're watching them. You're tasting them. You're knowing everything there is to know about Colorado. <laughs> Hi, Charlie from Brews Beers here. Our new Belgian Abbey Four Pack is a mixed package of the four core beers made in Abbey and Trappist breweries in Belgium. So we have a single, a double, a triple, and a quadruple in one package. Now, quadruples are the emperors of Belgian monastery ales. They're dark in color uh, with a dense tan head and alcohol ranging from 8 to 12%. So they're pretty strong. Quadruples are very rich and complex with big maltiness uh, spice, and flavors of raisins, cherries, and plums. Alcohol is apparent in the mouthfeel, but not overwhelming, uh, even at 10.5% ABV. So the finish is long, complex, and dry, and they're great beers anytime, by themselves or with hearty foods. Pick up your Abbey 4-pack at either Brews location, 67th and Pecos, or at Colfax in York, 
and at fine liquor stores throughout the Denver metro area. Take home some Belgian-style badassery today. the outtake version. What's up Denver? I'm Chef Natasha Hess and this is Chef Carrie Baird and we are at the Ginger Pig. Check us out gingerpig.com. You can also see us on the moderneater.com. Thanks everybody. It's cornstarch. I know. It's cool. Right now let me tell you about Jeff Rourke and A Plus Beverage Solutions. He's the man with the plan when it comes to tap installations and tap maintenance. Jeff Rourke is the most trusted man in the business. 20 plus years family owned and operated, does great work and you might be knocking the rust off of your bar or restaurant and getting things tuned back up. He's the guy to call. If you're pouring in efficient beer, Jay, what are you doing? You're pouring your money down the drain. Uh, money. Don't do that. Uh, foam is money. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke, A Plus Beverage Solutions. Tell him what you need done. He'd be happy to come out and just take a look for you. Here's the phone number to give him a call. 720 272-3809. One more time. 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke in A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Okay. Hey, welcome back to the Modern Eater Show. I'm Rich, and this is my girlfriend, Sharon. We're here to enjoy some good beer and food today at the Spice Trade Brewery and Kitchen. Nice. Uh, so what brings us back here is we really like the mix of good beer and good food which I think is hard to find uh, in the same place. Here they do it great. I'm enjoying a, a uh, spicy jalapeno beer. Which with is one Korean of their best sandwich. beers that they have here. Yeah, it's one of my personal favorites to brew also. I yep. love the jalapeno beer. And we're releasing um, a new mixed pepper four pack of beer that has four different chili peppers in the same. So it's like single peppers, but four different beers. That's Fantastic. a Cinco de Mayo thing. Yeah. Well, we'll be here to try it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming in. Great. Appreciate Love it. the place. We'll Thanks, guys. We're going to check out the brewery. Uh, so come with us. We're going to do a big slow motion dramatic opening here. Beautiful, beautiful. Let's go. All right, this is the brewery part of Spice Trade. Um, these are all of our fermenters here. Uh, so we have some 15 barrel fermenters on this side. Uh, we have two 30 barrel fermenters on the right. Uh, and then behind me to the left, we have one more 30 barrel fermenter, 30 barrel bright, four barrel bright. Uh, this is where all of our beer basically um, starts. Um, so I'm gonna bring you in a little bit further. We're gonna kind of start from the beginning. Um, we'll work our way back out here uh, once we're done. Um, this is our brew house, so this is sort of where the beer gets, you know, uh, initially made. It's about an eight, nine hour day to, um, to make the wort, it's called, before it gets fermented and turned into uh, beer. Um, so, you know, on the right-hand side over here, we've got our boil kettle. Um, beer actually is going to start over behind you on this side, inside of our mash tun. Um, mash tun basically we pump all of our grain into the mash tun it gets mixed with hot water and what we're doing is extracting the sugar out of that grain that sugar then gets that sugary water 
uh, called wort gets pumped into our boil kettle over here. Um, this is basically a big, big pot. Uh, it gets uh, filled up with wort. It gets boiled. We'll add our hops. We'll add our other ingredients to it. And then it gets pumped over to one of our fermenters, which is where we add the yeast. It'll ferment for you know two to four weeks, depending on the beer. And that's when it gets actually turned into beer. Um, the yeast is going to eat that sugar, turn it to alcohol. Then it gets pumped into our serving room, and then it gets put into a glass. So um, I'd love to show you guys our spice rack over here. This is sort of where a lot of the fun stuff is happening uh, in the brewery. Um, we are spice trade, so we do a lot of work with exotic spices, exotic ingredients. Um, we have a, a collaboration series that we do uh, with this spice company out of New York called Burlap and Barrel. They're a single origin, direct from farm spice company. Think of single origin coffee, it's the same idea. They set up direct routes with different um, different spice farmers, um, and they get really cool ingredients. You know, we have, we've messed around with everything from cinnamon tree leaves, uh, cured sumac we've done before. Yep. Uh, we have a, a natto beer planned for the summer, but one that we just canned yesterday is this new single origin series uh, called Wine Cellar. And this is a super cool beer. It's a Belgian Golden Strong brewed with their Egyptian coriander. Uh, it's a heritage type of Egyptian coriander. It's super delicious. This beer is also fermented with Sauvignon Blanc grapes, white oak, and Nelson Savant hops. It's super white wine forward. Um, pretty heavily dry hopped, golden strong, and it's, this is just a delicious beer. Um, this beer in particular, we designed to pair with the ahi tuna dish that we just showed you guys in the kitchen. Um, so there's a lot of similar flavor notes between the coriander and the wine. Um, the, the Sauvignon Blanc grapes kind of pair with those pickled white grapes that we have in the ahi tuna. It's, it's, it's a you know, higher ABV beer, but light and refreshing enough to work with a lighter dish like the ahi tuna. So this is one of those beers that we specifically designed to go uh, with that menu item. A um, couple of the other cool spices that we're working with. Um, one of the big products that we're going to be releasing this summer, which not many people know about and we haven't actually released yet, is our new line of Italian hard seltzers. Um, so we are making essentially cocktail-inspired um, hard seltzers. Is this, this is breaking news. You heard it first on the Modern Eater. Um, these are going to be hard seltzers that are designed to mimic different Italian cocktails. Um, the first one we're releasing is called Sorrento Spritz. Um, it's a take on an Aperol Spritz. Uh, Aperol is a type of Italian Amaro made from different barks and roots and botanicals. botanicals. So we're actually making our own Amaro from scratch from raw botanicals here at Spice Trade. And then we're going to infuse it uh, into this Italian hard seltzer. It's basically a little eight ounce, eight ounce can, pour it in a glass full of ice and you've got yourself essentially an Aperol Spritz. Um, super orangey, a lot of rhubarb, super refreshing, um, low calorie and delicious. Um, so this is coming out and this is what a lot of the work is on this shelf with all these jars full of different liquids. Looks a little mad scientist-y, but we have everything from wormwood and rhubarb root um, to gentian root and um, you know coriander extract, basil and mint extract. We're doing a lot of kind of funky stuff back here for these. Um, the other one that we're going to be releasing in our in our series of Italian hard seltzers is this limoncello basil mojito. This one's going to be super good, just refreshing, herbal, a lot of lemon, a lot of basil, a little bit of mint. 
um, a good summertime drink. So this is going to go sort of in that Mediterranean vein. You know, we're focusing the menu on Mediterranean. Yeah. We have these Mediterranean-inspired beers. You know, aperitivo cocktails are one of the most Mediterranean things you could possibly have. Sort of these after-work drinks to transition you uh, to nighttime, sort of to your relaxation time. Um, they're usually bitter, they're usually refreshing, and that's what we're going to be doing uh, this summer. So that's, that's what I'm most excited about as far as new stuff that we're coming out with is really... Yeah, so let's go take a look at the walk-in. Um, this is sort of the heart of our brewery right here. So once the beer is made, it's got to get served. And that's where our walk-in comes in. This thing is full to the max right now. It's probably got the most beer in it we've ever had at one time. So we just canned this single origin beer that I was showing you. So this is a whole palette right now of our single origin beer. Uh, we got, you know, probably 15 barrels worth of kegs back there. And then these are all of our serving tanks. So most of the beer that gets poured into the glass comes, you know, right from one of these serving tanks. It's basically like a big keg. Um, and then right on the other side of that wall where all those gauges and all those hoses are, that's our bar, that's our tap wall. So literally those hoses go right through the wall, right to a faucet, and then it gets poured into a glass. Uh, so we have 20 taps right now. Um, most of those are beer. We have two taps that are dedicated to batch cocktails that we make ourselves. Um, those also rotate with the season. Um, we're not just beer here. A lot of people don't realize that. We have a full, we have those batch cocktails. Um, we've got a wine program. We've got non-alcoholic beverages for people who, um, you know, aren't into alcohol. Um, so we really have something for everyone, even though we kind of focus on, on the beer side. And we got some fun stuff planned for the summertime too with possibly, you know. Oh, the new cocktails? Well, beer oh. slushy, yeah, so a frozen Paloma. Right, so we're going to be getting a slushy machine. So we're talking about doing frozen Palomas, beer slushies. But imagine like, you know, that's been a new trend for a while, right? The beer slushies. But imagine a passion fruit mango wheat beer slushy or the right. scarlet giant, the hibiscus key lime sour. How refreshing does that sound? You know, or the, the frozen Paloma. A Paloma is a, uh, the anti-margarita, like I like to call it. So it's tequila and it's grapefruit juice with a little bit of grapefruit soda in there. Uh, how refreshing does that sound with our Mexico themed menu? Oh yeah. You know, in Mexico, we're going to do a, one thing I know we're going to do is a smoked uh, beef cheek barbacoa taco with a green chili tortilla on there and cotilla cheese and um, pickled cucumber. Yeah, oh. we got a nice new Mexican lager that's going to go with that. Mexican beer. lager or the frozen Paloma, yep, like yep. so many fresh and just. Yeah, just envisioning the patio outside, the sun. And when I think of Mexico, slushies. I think of summer, I think of, you know, colors and. So we're going we're gonna to take a break. We're going to come right back. We're going to get back into some of those, uh, those uh, food items that we prepped earlier. We're going to do some beer and food pairings. Uh, so stick with us and we'll be right back. Hey, you guys, Jay here with the Modern Eater Show. Thanks for watching. Don't forget about our YouTube and Instagram channels. A lot of killer content over there. Throw us a subscribe on YouTube. Throw us a follow on Instagram. And thank you for supporting TME. We couldn't do this without our amazing sponsors, so let's check them out right now. Very proud to be part of the, the Modern Eater. And uh, chefs, restaurant owners, any food service operators, 
You know, I know right now that uh, delivery and carry out is bigger than ever, and we got you covered. Uh, Cambro uh, has a full line of uh, delivery and carry out items. More economical options are expanded polypropylene or EPP, a uh, nice insulated container. Uh, the Procard Ultra is really versatile. It's a great unit because you can actually store cold products down here, hot products up here. It's all 120, there's no refrigeration worries. It's all thermodynamics. Just let us know what your food service challenges are, what it is we can do to help you out, and there isn't anything that we can't do for you. So uh, hope to see you over here at our facility in Park Hill soon and uh, stay safe out there. You know everybody with several million dollars of hard assets here insurance is very very important to us. Ewing Levitt covers it all. Machinery, building, workman's comp. Ewing Levitt's got us covered from the floor to the ceiling, from our alley even to the street. This divider, this press, my cooling conveyor, my oven. Ow, ow! Ewing Levitt covers our counter stacker and our employees too. If you need insurance, take it from Little Rich at Rockalitas. Call Ewing Levitt, they'll get you covered. Hey, this is Keegan from D-Bar in Denver. You guys might find it difficult to stay in touch and stay up to date with the ever-changing culinary scene in Colorado. It's almost impossible. Just tune in to Modern Eater. These guys have their fingers on the pulse of what's happening in all of the food and beverage in all of Colorado. They're behind us. They understand the idea of shopping local and shopping small. To support them, you support us. Right, you guys, back to the show in just a second. I'm here in Colorado Springs with Chef Noah Siebenaller, and we're here to tell you about bread and specifically Aspen Baking. Aspen Baking Company has been baking the best bread in Colorado since 1994. Chef, I know you use Aspen Baking Company here. What do you use here? Why do you like it? So um, I use their sourdough, their French Parisian, their burger rolls, marble rye, and slider rolls. Um, I, I was introduced about three and a half years ago, and I haven't found a better bread in Colorado since. So we use it for exclusively for everything. I'm telling you what, you guys, don't take my word for it. Take Chef Noah's. They're making quality product. They don't put in the, 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 the fake colors. They don't put in the chemicals. They don't freeze it. They don't do that stuff. They just bake fresh bread. Aspenbaking.com is where you go to get that bread. And uh, now, back to the show. Hey, and welcome back to the Modern Eater Show. I'm Jeff Tyler. We're here at Spice Trade Brewery and Kitchen down in Greenwood Village, Colorado. Uh, I'm here with Jason Bray and Amy Crowfoot. Um, we are the owners of Spice Trade Brewery. We just took you through the kitchen. We just took you through the tap room and gave you a sneak peek back in the brewery as well. Now we're going to do my personal favorite part of the show, which is beer and food pairing. Uh, so in front of us here, we have all of the food items that you saw Jason make earlier in the show. And we're going to talk about some of the beers that we have to pair with these guys and why we think they're, uh, they're such a good fit. Um, so where should we where should I, I want to start with the pickle plate. It's kind of like an intro to when you come sit at Spice Trade, it's a great thing to start with. Share with your, a couple people. Share with people, get your, your taste buds going. Uh, and this kind of just showcases, again, we can kind of reiterate what we're going, uh, what we do here at Spice Trade. We have, you know, pickled uh, turmeric and harissa pickled cauliflower. We got a cumac, a sumac uh, pickled uh, onions. 
We have our house uh, lacto-fermented beer mustard, our, our house bread and butter pickles, yep. our pickled guy lawn. We got some uh, uh, radish kimchi, pickled beets, and then our house uh, red cabbage kimchi that goes on our Korean fried chicken sandwich. And, so, then, and then we've got a pretty awesome beer to, to pair with that. Right. Too. So like you think of pickles might seem like a very hard thing to kind of pair with beer because it's very acidic. Kind of salty. Uh, and, and salty. But the way that acidity kind of uh, sits on the roof of your mouth, and, and we paired it with our, our Sun Temple New England style hazy IPA. And those hops just kind of lay on your tongue, so they work a very good balance. And you got the sharpness, and, the, and pickles are just kind of very forward and, and overpowering. So you need a beer to kind of to, to live up to that those flavors. Yeah, and I think the thing with this, with Sun Temple too is it's not super bitter, so it's not going to like overpower the pickles. But you get sort of some like light fruity characters to it, and it's just kind of a good a good starter package. You know, an easy approachable IPA paired with you know those, those all those pickled vegetables just to kind of start your start your meal off, right? Absolutely. And then you have another really good starter over here, the hummus. So this is probably something else that someone could come here and share with a bunch of friends, the hummus and naan. Right, absolutely. You know, the hummus, again, we house make the hummus, a lot of love goes into it. We soak dried chickpeas and, and, and then we, you know, uh, uh, roast them, rub them with baking soda, boil them, peel the skins off of them. It's and a labor of love, a lot of work, a lot of work. With, uh, with tahini paste. Um, so we do a nice little pool of that, and then we get our crispy fried Brussels sprouts. Uh, it gets tossed in our preserved Meyer lemon, lemon vinaigrette. Again, we're preserving those Meyer lemons uh, for a month or two. Um, and then it also gets finished with a little smoked Cascabel chili oil. So the chili oil itself, Cascabels aren't super crazy spicy, but they're real fruity. So you get some good fruity flavors in there. Yeah, and this I think is a, a great pairing with the uh, wine cellar single origin. This is what we just talked about back in the brewery, and this was a beer that was designed to pair with a lot of Mediterranean items because it's, it tastes like very white wine forward. It's very citrusy. Um, you know, it's got that Nile coriander in it. It's really effervescent and bubbly, and it can kind of help cut through some of that richness, but not overpower it. You know, you have the lemon preserves in there that kind of match with some of the citrus right. uh, profile of both the hops and probably the coriander too. Um, and it's just kind of another good, good marriage of complementary flavors between the two of them. Absolutely. Next, our dumplings, uh, our house dumplings. We do a classic Chinese dumpling. You know, it's a pork uh, filling that's got uh, scallions, garlic, ginger, uh, just a traditional solid pork dumpling, but a little bit different. We have pickled gailan that we pickle the leaves and the stalks, and then it gets hit with our Cascabel chili oil, but then also we smoke soy sauce and make a, a smoked chili soy sauce that goes over the top. So, you know, you get a little bit of pungent from the vinegar and the soy. Yeah. And, and this one is a very unique and awesome pairing. It, it kind of surprising because we paired it with our passion fruit mango wheat beer, which you might not think that that would go, but it adds a sweetness to kind of balance that saltiness yeah. and a little bit of tang from the sauce that the pickled vegetables right and, and wheat beer, wheat beers i find tend to go really well with kind of asian flavors of yeah food. and wheat beers are kind of a little tangy like wheat itself is a little acidic but then the passion fruit in there is also really acidic it helps kind of it's more of a you know cutting or a contrasting pairing right. versus these other two we just talked about which were more matching sort of complementary right. flavors right. this is sort of like you know, very salty, a little on the sweeter side. Right. Let's try to balance it out. Right. And I think those work work super well together too. Then we have the, the ahi tuna. 
Um, yeah, last but not least, we have our fresh ahi tuna dish, raw ahi tuna. We have pickled white grapes uh, that get pickled in a white wine uh, vinegar, a little Szechuan peppercorn. Uh, and then we also have pepperonata, which is a relish made of, of roasted tomatoes and peppers and scallions, a little bit of hot peppers. So it's a tiny bit sweet or a tiny bit spicy, but balanced with all the sweetness from the roasted sweet peppers. Um, and then it gets uh, uh, the, the smoked cascabel chili oil and the preserved Meyer lemon vinaigrette yep. to lighten it up. Yeah, and this was another, again, we, we, we paired two of our, our uh, dishes here with the same beer. That's also the single origin wine cellar. Um, you know, again, the single origin wine cellar was really designed to be uh, a beer that's designed to go well with a lot of Mediterranean food, since that's what our menu is. Um, but also this dish in particular, uh, we use the Sauvignon Blanc grapes in the beer because we had the pickled white grapes on the dish. So that that item in the that ingredient in the beer was specifically designed for, that. for a, a certain ingredient in the dish. Um, again, really light, um, a lot of like kind of white wine character, but it doesn't overpower it. With a dish like that, you could if you get a beer that's too robust, you could overpower all the nuances in the dish, which we didn't want to do. Last but not least, we have our uh, bread pudding. So we always do some sort of a bread pudding here, uh, one of our big big hits. Uh, and this was a, a play on a jelly-filled donut. It's really a, a, a play on what's called a sofganya, which is a Jewish, Jewish jelly-filled donut. And the dough itself has usually got a little bit of citrus flavored. So what we did here is we made a bread pudding with raised donuts and we do uh, 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 an orange flavored custard. So we make our custard and we fold in some homemade orange marmalade into that. And then we make our bread pudding and then we also fill the center before it's baked with a raspberry preserve. So as you can see, it, it resembles a jelly filled donut. And again, the custard and the, the bread pudding itself is a little citrusy and a little on the orange note. Um, and then that's why we paired it. We have a little, uh, Orange, uh, orange chocolate orange stout. stout, and this is actually uh, one of your recipes. That here. is, yep, that yep, that is one of the beers that I made. Uh, so it's a you know kind of a, a just a variation of a classic uh, stout that we yep. kind of infuse with cacao and bitter orange peel and a little bit of sweet dried orange. So uh, since that orange, that's kind of your cross, you know, your reference there is yep. the. The dough, it's, or the custard itself has that orange marmalade. There's a little bit of orange in the beer. Uh, yeah. And then obviously, you know, chocolate and, and orange is a good combination and, and also chocolate and donut. So Yeah, I think too, the thing that's nice about this beer in particular, a lot of people think about stouts as dessert beers because they're more filling and they're more heavy. Uh, this is actually a dry Irish stout base, which makes it a lot lighter and easier right. to drink. So it's not overpowering. It's not like I'm going to have this sweet dessert and this really sweet beer. And it's heavy. Like, it's and heavy. It's, it's very light. light. It's a really light beer. So it works well by not kind of like adding too much um, to the dish. So. Um, yeah, I mean, these are, these are some of our favorite beer and food pairings uh, that we have here at Spice Trade. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the backstage uh, tour that you had of Spice Trade, checking out our kitchen, the vinegar program, all the ferments we do in the kitchen, all the love and from scratch cooking that happens there. Um, I hope you enjoyed the sneak peek in the brewery um, and, and really kind of you know, got to see some of those new herbs and botanics that we're working with for our Italian hard seltzers and some of the beer and food pairings that we're doing. Uh, I'd love to see you guys here uh, at Spice Trade and uh, for the Modern Eater Show.
Um, we'll see you guys next time.